This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Good Wednesday afternoon. You gotta love today. Lots of sunshine. Very encouraging. Let's see, what is this? April 19th. Oh my gosh, January 1st is so long ago. Those silly resolutions you made about changing your life, they've fallen by the wayside. And maybe it's because you haven't been thinking properly. I want to help you out this half hour. And we've touched on this before, the idea of mindfulness. And before you think, whoa, Ange, where are you going here? I really think there is something to be said about thinking yourself into a healthier you. Wendy Wood is going to help me on this journey. She's a professor of psychology at the University of Southern California, Dornsife, and an expert on habit research. Wendy, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Now, right away when I say that the idea of thinking ourselves, tell me how important the mind is in any change we make in our life. Um, well... Research on habits suggests that perhaps thinking is not the, um, should not be our major focus if we want to change our behavior. Um, you're right that many people think that willpower and, um, and controlling their behavior, actively trying, um, to eat healthier or to save money is the way to success. Um, but recent research in psychology is suggesting that that's really not the case. But people who have a lot of willpower and self-control, they do a lot of things out of habit, which means that they're pretty mindless about it. And when we study them to try to figure out exactly what they're doing. So what are these people who have really good self-control? What are they doing? They are setting up their situations, where they live, how they live, um, to make good habits easy so they don't have to struggle. So willpower isn't as necessary for them in order to reach their goals. That's a great way of looking at it because I was really thinking and uh, the article I was referring to was in the Huffington Post and they were they were talking about mindfulness. And so I thought, all right, we hear so much about mindful versus <laughs> mindless. But Wendy, you're almost saying, especially when we are looking at habits, how, of course, we've got good habits and bad habits and how some of those habits we are really doing mindlessly. Is that correct? Yeah, Um we do an awful lot of our everyday behavior habitually. Um, you think about how you get to work. Many of us drive a car, and you're not really thinking while you're doing it. When you're typing on a keyboard, you're not thinking much about the letters that you're pressing. And in fact, and you're like me. If you look at them and think about it too much, it kind of gets in the way. Yeah. Um, so many behaviors really are like this, that we're doing them automatically without much thought. And in doing so, we're automating the behaviors that um, are good for us or bad for us. And good habits and bad habits are 
really just kind of the same thing. It's just whether they're consistent with your goals or not that makes them good or bad. Um, the same basic mechanism of automaticity of doing something through rote so it's cued by the environment is pretty much the same for both good and bad habits. However, I think in with keeping this with this thinking, even though we're saying we don't do a lot of thinking, but in keeping with that yeah. idea, then we could use this to be able to change what maybe I have to look at as a bad habit. Let's say uh, I'm a smoker. And so I've got to be able to shift it so that I am making that a good habit and doing it so that I'm, I'm not focusing, not thinking so much about it. Wendy, help me out here because I really think there is something here that we can switch our habits and, and have those healthy goals that we've been looking for. Well, um, one of the things that, um, that behavior change researchers have been successful with actually is helping people quit smoking. Um, smoking incidents in the U.S. and in Canada has gone down greatly in the past few decades. And we've done it in part by making it more difficult for people to smoke. So, for example, um, we've increased the price of cigarettes. And Many places have instituted bans so that you can't get out in public and smoke mm-hmm. easily, just like we used to be able to. And you can't buy cigarettes without actually asking the store clerk for um, the, the brand that you smoke. So all of those things make it a bit more thoughtful. And so then it allows you to control your habit better. And so that's an example of how being thoughtful can help you to make decisions better. But it's not how we do it on a regular basis. That's good for changing behavior in the short run. In the long run, you want the new behavior to become a habit. So you want the not smoking, in a sense, to become habitual. You don't want to have to struggle every time you um, make a decision not to smoke a cigarette. Instead, you want it to become sort of automatic, a part of your life that's easy and that is cued by your environment. And so keeping with that idea of habits, and let's stick with cigarettes, because I have had friends who have said it was just a habit for me to go outside, because people don't smoke in their house anymore, and to sit, and this was my break, and I would sit there, and I would have a cigarette. So in a way, that's mindless. They just knew they were going to go out there and and light a cigarette. So then they've got to do a period of thoughtfulness before they're able to get back to a good mindlessness. Does this make any sense at all? Yes, it does. Because <laughs> you study That's exactly habits. <laughs> the... <laughs> That's exactly the process I'm talking about. Um, that when we have a behavior we're doing automatically, we're not thinking about it. It's not the case that we're not thinking at all. We're just not thinking about that. Yeah. So you might be thinking about a discussion you had with your partner or some challenge at work, something that's going on with your kids. So it's not that you're not thinking. It's just that you're not thinking about what you're doing. So let me clarify yeah. that. Um, but 
with your example of smoking, yes, there is a period where many people um, have to keep reminding themselves that they decided to quit and not to go out and sit on the wall or wherever it is outside your yeah. office building um, and, and, and take a smoking break. But that's also why a lot of people report it's easier to quit something like smoking when they're on vacation or just after they've moved, when there's some disruption in their life, mm. something that's changed. So the cues that would automatically trigger smoking have um, are no longer there. And there are new cues that aren't necessarily as closely related to smoking. So even changing a job can make it easier to mm. quit something like smoking because you don't have that association with where you used to go at what time of day to have a cigarette. Yeah. Um, and who so, you smoked with, so too. I mean, there goes your whole your smoking support group when you change jobs. Exactly. And when, when you think about changing behavior like this, um, it really does, it's sort of common sense. Because if you are trying not to drink alcohol so much, um, if you had a friend who was trying not, not to drink as much, you tell them, don't go hang out in bars. It's obvious um, that there are some places where you're just more likely to drink than others. And you should avoid them when you're trying to drink less. It's the same thing with smoking. It's even the same thing with eating and exercising. So I don't know if you've noticed, if you've bought a house recently, um, Americans tend to move quite often, on, on average, at least once a decade. And um, on realtor sites, you can now see walk scores for the neighborhoods that you're considering living in. And that tells you how easy it is for someone to walk on a regular basis in that neighborhood. People who live in neighborhoods where it's easier to walk actually weigh less because they get more exercise. So again, it's the whole thing about our environments have a tremendous impact on our behavior. Um, and it's behavior change doesn't always involve self-control. In fact, most often it doesn't. Successful change involves changing the environments we live in. Wow. Okay, hold on here, Wendy, because uh, I want to get into the whole idea of exercise as well. You talk about walkable neighborhoods, but uh, I want to get more into that. Wendy Wood is my guest this half hour. She's a professor of psychology at the University of Southern California, Dornsife, and uh, she specializes in habit research. Habits, good habits, bad habits. How do you instill those habits in your life to maybe finally reach those goals? I'm back with Wendy after this. I couldn't begin to tell you how many times in my almost 40 years of broadcasting I have given you the same message. Eat the right foods. Don't smoke. Watch your alcohol intake. Exercise. And, you know, that's all it is to be healthy. And yet every year we still talk about people who are 
morbidly obese, that their body mass index is out of control. So it's not as if we don't know all these things. What is stopping us from actually implementing them or making changes in our life. Wendy Wood is a professor of psychology at the University of Southern California, Dornsife, and uh, she specializes on habit research. Uh, Wendy, I, I think you would agree. We, we know the what we need to do in our lives to be healthier, but something is still stopping us from doing it. Yes. Um, as you say, we can see all around us that people are not necessarily getting healthier, although we are getting smarter about what we should eat and how much we should exercise. So I think that there's good data that we all know more. It's just hard to put it in practice. Um, And that's actually one of the interesting findings from the five a day. Um, I think that um, Canada has a five fruit and vegetable a day um, public health campaign that's similar to the U.S. Is that right? Yeah, it's similar. We talk about the five vegetables, fruits a day, yeah. Yeah. So since that was initiated in 1991, we all now know, or many of us know, that, um, that we should be eating more fruits and vegetables, but very few of us do. And in fact... Studies that have looked at the effects of that campaign find almost no evidence that it's affected people's behavior, that people have started to eat more fruits and vegetables. Um, And part of the challenge there is that it's not affecting our habits. So what we know is not necessarily what we do. Our behavior is very much controlled by the environments in which we live and is not necessarily a product of what we know. So what we know doesn't translate always into behavior. So you get up in the morning and you eat breakfast, typically without thinking a whole lot about what you're doing or why you're doing it. It's the food you have in the cupboard, it's what you do, um, or maybe you're a person who doesn't eat breakfast ever. Most of us know what we should eat and when and why and how much, but few of us actually follow what we do, what what we know. Instead, we do whatever is well-practiced, whatever has become our habit in the environments that we live in. That's the mindlessness then. That's back to the mindlessness versus having to be mindful to figure out how I should have a, a different start to my day. Yeah, how you might eat fruit instead of a donut for breakfast. Yeah. Someone's texting and saying, can a pregnant mother use some of these techniques to change habits like smoking prior to giving birth? And and I think the person's just asking this whole idea of being more mindful. And, and maybe this person's just saying, especially if you're pregnant, you want to try to quit smoking. So that it's just going to take, I think, well, I think what it comes down to is this really takes a bit of work and you've got to be prepared to change the way you think about things. Yeah, but it, the work is not what we typically think of with behavior change. So the work that we think we should be doing is we should be making better decisions, we should be trying harder, 
we should be using our willpower more. That's how most people think about behavior change. They don't think about changing the environment. So making it harder to access cigarettes, hanging around people who don't smoke so that you're not tempted to smoke, Um, making it clear to people that you are pregnant and so have a reason not to smoke, and then not buying cigarettes in the first place. Mm. If you can stop yourself from being in situations where cigarettes are available, you'll smoke less. And back to the breakfast idea, your environment, making sure that the choices you have in your home, in your cupboard, are going to be the fruits and vegetables and the healthier choices as opposed to the cocoa puffs. Do they still make cocoa puffs? (laughs) (laughs) Wendy, you think so, and and fruit loops. (laughs) You have given us food for thought, and uh, thank you so much for the conversation. Oh, my pleasure. (laughs) Thanks, Wendy. Wendy Wood, professor of psychology at the University of Southern California, Doran Seif, um, an expert on habit research. I mean, she's a psychologist. She's way more laid back than me. Maybe she's just in a real good place in her life. But I think there is something to be said with that idea of your habits. I would argue, though, I think being mindful takes work. Being mindless, it's easy. And as she said, if you can be mindless about healthy things, then you've probably, you're on the right track. But making that shift from mindless bad habits to mindful good habits might be a little tricky. Uh, Let's see here. In the next half hour, I want to talk about, we've talked about this before, but it comes to driving. And at what age should we look at having driving tests. There is uh, a movement going on in the UK right now that they are really pushing to have pensioners over the age of 70 compulsory driving tests. We'll talk about that after this. I'm Angela Cocott. You're listening to Calgary Today on Newstalk 770. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott. Weekdays at 3 on Newstalk 770 Calgary.